Welcome to a new episode of the Apostolic and Prophetic Podcast. Today is Sunday, the 13th of August, and I would like to continue with the series about the firm foundation or an unshakable foundation and the Sermon of the Mount of Jesus. And Jesus said at the end of that sermon uh, that, uh, just a minute, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. Okay, so we want to be wise men to build our house on the rock or wise women, you could also say, <laughs> if you are a woman and listening. Because also it's in Proverbs that the wise wins souls. Without wisdom, we cannot win other people for God. We cannot win other people for Christ. It's not just about witnessing what God did in your life or handing out tracts on the streets or talking to people. It's basically when people see the, you could say, the miracle-working wonders of God in your own life, in your own struggles, in your own daily challenges that then people start to be interested and start to open up because they can relate to this they can relate to reality not to let's say bible bashing theoretical uh, things that for many people are from a book that is a few thousand years old and uh, in their eyes has nothing to do with their personal life But when they see that um, you are having the same struggles, you are having the same challenges and how and sometimes even the same doubts and then God is helping you or was helping you and intervening, then people will be interested and then people start to listen also what you have to say and then they will be also interested in having this in their own life and when they experience Jesus then they will also be interested in the Bible in the word of God okay but let's continue so last time we spoke about let's say the stage Jesus was setting and that he is explaining that the kingdom of God is functioning after completely different principles than the kingdom of this world And that there is hope for the hopeless. There is hope for those people where you could say in the eyes of the world, there is no hope for them and no future and no blessing waiting for them. But in God's kingdom, things are different. And this Jesus said from the very first beginning. And the last verse I forgot last time, it's in verse 11, blessed Or happy are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Okay, and this is the end of the, uh, you could say, of this beginning 
entry speech in the Sermon of the Mount. So Jesus is saying that we should be happy and that we are actually blessed if these things happen that are actually really bad. If people reject you, it's it's really bad. And I experienced this many, many times. But I can tell you it is impossible to follow Jesus and, let's say, not drink from that cup. Not drink from that cup of rejection or persecution. It can have different, uh, let's say, there are different forms of persecution. Not everyone is ending up in the arena like the first Christians and uh, thrown to the lions. <laughs> I'm not talking about that kind of persecution. But there can be all sorts of persecutions. And be ready for this, because otherwise uh, you cannot follow Jesus. And uh, if Jesus came into your life and someone told you, yes, everything will uh, just be fine always and just go to God and God will uh, work it out. No, sometimes there are really hard and difficult times. But what I can assure you and what I experienced by myself, that when you are, uh, let's say, um, persecuted, when people attack you, when people are evil to you, when people reject you, God is comforting you with his Holy Spirit like the world cannot comfort you. And plus God is blessing you, and I experienced this many times, in the eyes of the others. Like it is said in Psalm 23, you prepare, uh, uh, thou preparest a table for me in the presence of mine enemies. So God is preparing a table, is blessing us in the presence of those who are against us or that they can see this. And okay, but let's go to the next, to verse 13. Because if we are ready to also endure rejection from people, for Christ's sake, then we are what uh, is following next, what Jesus is saying next in the Sermon of the Mount. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing, but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine so um, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Hallelujah. Okay, so there are actually two things Jesus is comparing us with. One is light. It's an easy one. Uh, actually, God was bringing change uh, through what God was bringing change. Also, when he created, uh, you could say, when he created uh, the world, with what did he start? Yes, he said, let there be light. This was on the first day because he said the, the earth was in, uh, in darkness. There was darkness and it was chaos. And God spoke, let there be light. And you could say also, this world 
is full of darkness and chaos because of sin, because people have fallen away from God, going their own way, killing each other, making wars, being unfaithful, uh, committing adultery, doing all kinds of evil things. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not everything evil what people do uh, 24-7, but there is so a lot of evil, and we can see this in the world. And also through all these social media things and uh, channels and Twitter and uh, other um, sources like Telegram, you can even see things that are going on in the world before you would not even have known about these things And you could not uh, see things like this, like, for example, how is the war in Ukraine, how people commit war crimes, atrocities on both sides. In in other times, you, you could not even see this. Maybe you could hear about something like this. But there is so a lot of evil because of sin. And when God wanted to make a change, he said first, let there be light. So, and he is, it's the same with us. We are the change. You are the change. You are the one who's bringing order and light into this chaotic world in the place where God was putting you. Yeah, you cannot change everything. You cannot change something in another country. You cannot change something in a city where you don't even live. But you can make a change, an impact the area where you live, in your workplace, in your town, in your village, in your family, in your neighborhood, wherever God is putting you and placing you, you are the light. You are the change. Why? Because the Holy Spirit lives in you. Jesus lives in you. And that's also the reason why, let's say like this, God is not taking us away Uh, from the earth when we are just becoming believers would be much easier yes you would not have to uh, struggle with temptations or with sin or other things uh, throughout the rest of your life uh, but if god would do this then the world would be in utter darkness it would be completely darkness and a terrible place Because also wherever you have believers, wherever you have real Christians who are led by the Holy Spirit, there is light, there is blessing, there is hope. There are so a lot of ministries who started to serve poor people, who started to serve uh, drug addicts, alcoholics, orphans in all the world, in so many different countries. Believers are such a big blessing also um, to this world. And this is exactly what Jesus is saying here. Let your light shine that means in other words you are needed you are needed in this world god needs you in this world it's not just god can do everything by himself he needs also us if he can, could do everything by himself he would never say go into the whole world and preach the gospel he would not jesus would not uh, how to say train uh, 12 disciples and ask them to make other people disciples if he could do just everything by how to say um, uh, by himself god needs us god needs us to bring change into this world and this we do of course with his holy spirit not with our own strength okay but the second one is you are the salt or the first one actually you are the salt of the earth 
but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? Okay, and salt at that time was very important. Salt uh, was used to conserve food, like for example meat. Meat was salted that all the... Um, Uh, all the water was, uh, you could say, taken out from the meat and that you could store it uh, also for fish it was used. And salt was very important. It was something what was needed every day. And uh, there's a good thing. I never understood this really, but when, when I prayed, God showed me this. Is Actually, I was thinking, Jesus is saying if salt loses its flavor... How shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. So, and in that time, uh, everyone understood the importance of salt. Salt was also not cheap. And uh, there were even cities, how to say, that became rich. Uh, for example, medieval Germany uh, because of salt production. For example, the city of Halle in today's Saxony-Anhalt, um, they produced salt because salt was a very uh, important commodity and high demand needed for everything. Okay, but Jesus is saying if the salt loses its flavor or uh, in other translations, if the salt loses its saltiness. And I was thinking and also checking and reading, is it possible that salt can lose its flavor? And the thing is, it is not. It is actually not possible that salt uh, is losing its flavor. But everyone understood, let's say like this, uh, if salt is not any more salty, yeah, if, let's say, the nature of the salt is being salty, if that nature is lost, then people would find no use for it. People would not regard it as something important people would not pay money for it if the salt cannot uh, let's say uh, do what it's supposed to do then people would not even buy it people would attribute no value to it it would be like stones on the street let's say like this or like sand okay even sand would be more valuable because you can make glass out of sand okay but Jesus is saying here something. He is comparing us to the salt. And this is the thing. Now, through Jesus, we are a new creation. It's written, if someone is in Christ Jesus, he's a new creation. The old has gone. Behold, all things are made new. Something like this. Not the exact words, but almost. So, uh, we are, but we are a new creation. And Jesus is actually saying here, if we are not living after our new nature, after the nature we have in Christ, if we don't live this life, he, let's say, gave us through what he did on the cross and through the resurrection from the dead, that we have now the Holy Spirit, then of course people will not regard us as important, valuable And so on. And this is exactly what you could say happens or has happen, happened with the church, especially in many Western European countries, that it has almost no voice, almost no influence on and people ridicule the church and believers. They make jokes about them and they see it as weak 
uh, and people as backward and not just because they are some having a traditional family uh, idea of family and these kind of things no but because the the power is not visible the nature of what jesus died for what he gave us is not visible or in just a few places and just among very few people and this is the truth this is my observation and so and this is the thing that jesus is actually saying we should live after this nature what you you could say uh, what we are now we are the salt and it was very interesting um my uh, wife she said one time that she was uh, more um in the past sugar but she has to be salt and what she meant with this was also that um maybe you also can relate to this that sometimes we try to please people we try to be accepted we try to uh, fit in we try to to say the things people expect us to say that people like us that we are part of the group let's say like this but this is the, exactly the thing jesus is not saying you are the sugar of the earth Yes, when you are coming, everyone is just happy because you're saying exactly what people like to hear and so on. This is exactly what the false prophets were doing. This doesn't mean that we need to offend people on a daily basis, but the Holy Spirit is in us and the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. And if people live in lie, of course, then people are not happy with this. But... Uh, This is exactly why Jesus said also before this, blessed are you when people persecute you, when they reject you and say all kind of evil about you. We are not supposed to be sugar. We are supposed to be salt. And this is the nature God was giving us now in order to make a change in the world, in order also to be that light and that includes not everyone needs to love us not everyone needs to uh, be happy with what we are saying but the most important thing is that we follow the holy spirit and then we can be that change god expects us to be in this world okay i wish you a good week a good start into the week and if this podcast is speaking to you share it also with others and hear you next time. Shalom. Amen.